It's time for another podcast rewind and the episode I've chosen this week is how to do keyword research for SEO like a pro. Now keyword research has always been important for SEO and spending some time at the start of your SEO work to identify the most profitable phrases to target can save you a whole bunch of time later on. Nothing worse than getting ranking for a phrase that actually it turns out no one's searching or isn't generating any leads. And keyword research is just as important in an AI search world because all we're doing is identifying the phrases that people are going to be searching for. That is a universal technique in digital marketing and SEO. Enjoy. Keyword research should be the foundation of any SEO or content work that we do. And in this episode, we're going to share the Exposure Ninja keyword research process with you so you can use it when you're planning your content and every quarter or half a year to review the phrases that you're targeting. Let's go. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency. We're here to help generate you more leads and sales through your website. And that is exactly what this podcast is here for as well. In fact, today's episode is sponsored by Exposure Ninja, obviously. Anyway, this keyword research process is here to stop you spending 5, 10, 100,000 hours on pointless work. Big statement, Tim. <laughs> I know. Well, try spending the next three years trying to rank for an impossible keyword. Or, just as common, try spending the next three years successfully ranking for a bunch of worthless terms that don't earn you a penny. That's right, friends. This keyword research thing is important. If we choose the right keywords to target, we'll get good quality profitable traffic. If we choose the wrong ones, and I use wrong with a little asterisk, the only thing that you'll increase is your hosting costs, bringing a whole bunch of traffic onto the site that never had a chance of converting. Funny story. I was listening to an interview with a, uh, a form creator software. So, you know, one of these uh, type form, jot form type things. And they were talking about their SEO strategy. And one of their SEO strategies is to rank for things like how to start a summer camp. And the interviewer said, why would you possibly want to rank for that? You make form software. And their argument was, yeah, but some of these uh, summer camp people use forms when they're running their summer camps. And I thought, wow, that is just, they've not done the due diligence there. That keyword research has not happened. So in this process, there's going to be nine different steps. Now, this is the Exposure Ninja process. Um, I've taken out some bits and I've shortened some bits because usually when we do this for a client, we're spending between five and 15 hours on it. And we have to go through a bunch of training or we put our team through a bunch of training before they're able to do this. I suspect that you have other things to do. So I'm here to try and get you 80% of the way there with maybe two or three hours of work. Okay, so I'm going to share nine steps. Some of them are going to be a little bit shortened, but you're going to be able to do a good basic minimum. Okay, you don't need to go as in depth as the EN team, unless you are really, really aggressive with your SEO. Cool. 
Step number one, always a good place to start, I find. Um, the first tool that we're going to use is the best keyword research tool on the planet, and that is your brain. <laughs> so clever, Tim. Yes, we're going to do a brain dump. It's really tempting with keyword research, right, to start with a whole bunch of tools and to start with data and analysis. But really, the best source of keywords on the planet is your customers. The things they say, the silly things that they ask for, the questions that they type, uneducated and weird that they are, these should form the basis, the entry point of our keyword research. So if you don't talk to customers, find someone else on your team who does talk to customers. And the first step that we're going to do is we're just going to brain dump everything that we could possibly think we might want to rank for. We're not going to filter in these first uh, three steps. We're not going to do any filtering at all. All we want to do is build as big a list as possible of all of the different phrases that we might want to target. And by the way, don't think about volume, don't think about any other metrics at all, we are just thinking about language. So in the video version of this, which you can see on YouTube, if you just go onto the old YouTube and search for Exposure Ninja Keyword Research, probably Keyword Research 2022, I think you'll find this, because uh, we've done an older version of this video, which isn't as detailed, this one is more detailed. Um, and I'm going to share with you a spreadsheet in that video, which you can make a version of. It's, it's really, really simple. But what we do is we just have a spreadsheet and we put in the column one, we just make a massive brain dump of all of the different keywords. So let's use an example. I'm going to use the same example as the last video that we did, which was all about this uh, ninja flowers business. So I don't know whether it's a sign from the future or something, but I keep thinking about a ninja florist that only sells black flowers. So we're going to do some keyword research for this uh, business. And what I'm going to do is I'm first going to think of two different types of keyword. The first keyword I'm going to be thinking of is names for the service that we offer. So this might be people who, you know, they know that they want ninja flowers. Um, they're going to be searching for things like flower delivery, black flowers, uh, send birthday flowers, maybe quirky Mother's Day gifts, maybe unusual Mother's Day gifts, maybe Valentine gifts for goths, right? We're going to think of all of the different uh, description phrases and also the problem phrases that people are asking. So Valentine's gift for goths, for example, that's a problem. Somebody doesn't know the solution to that. We could be the solution to it, but they're not specifically searching for what it is that we sell, that we sell right? So this is how you want to think of your keyword research too. think of the things, the different names for what you have already, whether you're a product or service, and also think of the different problems that you solve and how people might describe them. We're just going to list all of them in our big old spreadsheet. Don't filter, ask your sales team, survey your customers. Next time you're on a call with a customer, if that's part of your job, then say, hey, just I'm curious, what would you search for if you're looking for our business? And put it all down, get it in that spreadsheet. Cool. Step two is we're going to start adding to our brain dump spreadsheet by seeing which keywords we are already ranking for. Okay, so there's two ways to do this. You can do either or both if you want extra brownie points. So the first way is to do it via Google Search Console. If you just Google Search Console, you'll find it. Hopefully, you'll already have your website linked up. If you don't get your website linked up, Google Search Console, if you go under, I think it's performance, and then search results, you'll see a table of all the queries that people are searching on Google, which are bringing up your website. So normally this is capped at 1000. So you'll see that they call it I think top queries. It's the 1000 keywords or search terms phrases 
that have brought up your website and you'll see the number of clicks you've had from each of those and the number of impressions and also your average position. So that's one way of doing this. Um, and that'll show you all the phrases that you're already ranking for and you can put them in your uh, spreadsheet. You can actually export that straight from Search Console as well if you want to. Um, just click the button and then it exports and then you can export that into a spreadsheet. Just copy that column with all the keywords in and drop it in your spreadsheet. Talking through spreadsheets in a podcast, you're listening to it, so high five. Um, the other way that you can do it, and actually, to be honest, the way that I actually prefer is to use a tool like SEMrush, and you can get a free trial of SEMrush at thankyouninjas.com. Free 30-day trial, use your keyword research, use it for your keyword research, and you can cancel if you want without paying anything, whatever. Um, so what you do here is you would stick your website into SEMrush, and it would show you all the keywords that you've worked, uh, that you're ranking for. So you can then go through, same thing, you can export these if you want. Um, and what you're looking for is you're just looking for the best phrases. If there's stuff in there that you're already ranking for, which aren't going to be your target keywords, for example, because they're just not relevant whatsoever, um, then obviously you're going to take them out. So for example, Exposure Ninja is ranking for the word ninja. That's not going to be a target keyword of ours because that's rubbish. I mean, it's an amazing keyword, obviously, but it's a rubbish, there's no commercial intent there at all. We could spend our entire lives trying to get to position one for the word ninja and it will be utterly pointless. So take out anything which is completely not relevant to your business or is just kind of incidental. You know, some people will see ranking for like amazon.com help desk. That is not a phrase that you want to rank for at all. By the way, trust me, we've worked with businesses ranking for it. Their lives suck. So take out anything that's not relevant, but you're just adding it to your big old spreadsheet. Okay, we good so far. So we've done our brain dump. We've then had a look at the phrases that we're already ranking for. Add them all to our list. Step three, do exactly the same with your competitors. Now to find your competitors ranking keywords, you are going to have to use a tool like SEMrush because you're obviously not going to have Google Search Console access. Well, if you do have Google Search Console access to your competitors, that is superb. You could cause all sorts of mischief, uh, but you're probably not going to have that. So you're going to have to use a third party tool. And by the way, I didn't mention why it was I actually preferred using SEMrush for this type of thing. It's because you get more than a thousand keywords, right? Um, not that you necessarily want a target keyword list of more than a thousand, but you'll find stuff in SEMrush that you won't get in Search Console. And you'll also get uh, visibility on your competitors' keywords, which you won't get on Search Console. And you'll get other data like how much you'd have to pay to advertise for these terms, which we'll bring into and we'll add metrics later on. So what we've done so far, brain dumped our target keywords. We've had a look at the phrases our website is already ranking for. And we've had a look at the phrases our competitor sites are ranking for. We have added all of these keywords to our spreadsheet. It's looking sweet, but very messy and with no kind of order or filtering at all. So we're going to sort that in a minute. But before we do, if you've enjoyed this podcast so far, and you think by some chance that the rest of it might also provide value, then consider leaving us a review and also subscribe or follow the podcast if you haven't already. Don't forget also this uh, approach, this process is actually taken from our book, um, How to Get to the Top of Google, which is one of the best selling SEO books ever, which is a really weird thing to say, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so if you go to Amazon, or you're probably just going to buy books from Amazon, like most people think, just search for how to get to the top of Google, you'll find it. It's great. We share absolutely everything about SEO and our processes and content marketing and stuff like that. So, um, and it's super cheap. I have no idea how much it is, but it's super cheap. Um, and you can follow the processes and get some great results. If you read the reviews, you'll see people do exactly that. All right, on with the steps. So we've got all this stuff in our spreadsheet. 
Now it's time to add some metrics. So I'm going to talk you through some of the other tabs in this spreadsheet. Again, if you want to watch a video version of this, that will show you um, how this stuff works in practice. Just go to YouTube and search Exposure Ninja Keyword Research. So for every keyword that we've got, we want to find search volume. There's a big caveat with search volume, but I'll come back to that in a minute. We want to find search volume. This is the number of times this keyword is searched on average per month. We, you're going to have to use some sort of keyword research tool for this, like SEMrush. Um, SEMrush will tell you the search volume on any keyword that you're researching. We also want to know cost per click or CPC. This is a pay-per-click metric. This is a Google ad metric, obviously. So we might think that it has very little relevance with SEO, but actually it has huge relevance with SEO because it gives us an indication of both competition and commercial intent. For example, if I want to rank for the word ninja, I'm going to get a very low cost per click for that. Because whilst there might be lots of people searching for ninja, it's not obvious what they want. So it's very difficult to make a lot of money by targeting people who search ninja. Certainly if we exposure ninja wanted to make money from people searching ninja, we would have a very difficult time because we're selling digital marketing services, not actual ninjas. So that tends to mean that cost per click for a phrase like ninja would be low. Now compare this with something like SEO agency, right, where the cost per click may be 20, 30 pounds. That's because people searching for that have a very clear commercial intent and they tend to have a high order value. So more businesses are willing to compete for that phrase than they would be. So ninja, right? So this cost per click metric is a really useful indication of commercial intent and the value of the traffic. This is why when you use most SEO tools, you'll see they give some sort of traffic value for the organic traffic. This is what it's based on, based on the amount of traffic that you're going to be getting from organic search. How much would you have to pay for that traffic based on the CPCs? So we're going to put volumes for each of our keywords. You can find all of this in SEMrush. We're going to put CPCs. We're also going to write our difficulty. And our difficulty is a bit of a weird and black box metric but we use it anyway because we find it to actually be reasonably accurate. In SEMrush, it's marked as KD percentage, not diff. That's something else. KD percentage is keyword difficulty percentage. And obviously, it's a score from 0 to 100 about how difficult it is to rank for this term. I believe it's mostly based on the number of advertisers um, and how competitive that side of things is because you can see that quite clearly. Um, so that's you know, that's a good indication that something is going to be hardly uh, hard for or heavily contested. So volume, CPC and diff, difficulty. Um, we can also add uh, fourth and fifth columns, which would be the associated page, we're going to come back to that later, but also the type of keyword. So we can have actually no, let's come back to that later. So let's look at CPC, uh, search volume and keyword difficulty. So we're going to need to do all of these for every single keyword. And this is where you're probably thinking, oh, I wish I hadn't added 500,000 keywords. If you want to trim it down to a list of maybe 50 or 100, which you think are most relevant for your business, then you can absolutely do this. And of course, you can export this data from a tool like SEMrush anyway. Um, but the reason I want to be, you know, I put the asterisk on keyword search volume. Did you know an estimated 500 million Google searches per day are unique, i.e. they've never been searched before. That's crazy, right? It's about 15% of all Google searches are completely unique. So 
In a tool like SEMrush, a phrase that is unique or a phrase that is seldom used will often show a keyword search volume of zero. Even in Search Console or Google Ads, you will see search volumes of zero for phrases that do get searches. The very first website I ever made for my next door neighbor, which completely changed his life, the only keyword I targeted with that website, built a whole website around this one phrase, and AdWords, as it was at the time, told me there was zero search volume for it. It completely changed his life because there wasn't zero search volume for it, right? But the difficulty that all of these ad platforms or particularly third-party um, search tools like SEMrush have is they have absolutely no idea how many times these particular keywords are searched. All they do is they take a small number of different users, they look at how often those users search for that term, and then they like pro rata it around the, I don't know what the word, you know, they pro rata it around the rest of the population. So this gives them a very inaccurate picture of how many times these phrases are used. Now, their estimates are much better at higher search volumes. Okay, so it's more reliable. When you've got big search volumes, you can be uh, more confident in the numbers that they're sharing. But for small volume keywords, you can often get some really unfavorable data, which says actually there's no search volume or there's very small search volume at all. We would always, or I would always, and I'm constantly saying this to people, we would trust our instinct and our knowledge of customer behavior over small volume keyword data. Okay, there's a motto for you. If you're stuck for a tattoo, get that inscribed in Latin. Trust user, user knowledge over small volume keyword data. How, I'm sure that's absolutely beautiful in Latin. But because your customers are right, okay, the keyword search tools are more likely to be wrong in that situation. So don't feel afraid by targeting really low search volume keywords. If you think you know what I know this is what people are going to be searching for, or they're telling you that that's what they're going to be searching for. Now for the sake of you know, reducing your risk, you probably want to hedge against being wrong by adding some higher search volume stuff in there as well. But don't be afraid of adding low keyword search volume stuff into your target keyword list. Okay, right. Step five, this is where we start to use judgment. There is no right or wrong set of keywords. I'm sorry to report there really is no categorically objectively right or wrong set of keywords. This is where we have to use your judgment. It's time to choose your priority keywords. So you can look at your keyword difficulty, you can look at the search volume, and you can look at the CPC, and also think about where you're ranking for these keywords already to choose a priority list of keywords, which you're then going to start mapping to your different pages. At Exposure Ninja, we usually work to a priority list of 50 keywords. Now, that's not to say if we choose a priority list of 50 keywords, we're not going to rank for more. Absolutely, we are. This is how keyword research works. We're basically just choosing... I guess the canaries that will let us know if a particular phrase is moving. But actually, within every keyword, there are like sub keywords and variation keywords, which will also improve in ranking when you move for that, that top level, that seed keyword. So don't be afraid of cutting out some but choose your priority 50. Now these should be across your products or services, you don't want to focus all of them in one particular product or service. Um, and you're going to use the data that you've already collected to make that judgment call. For e-commerce, if you're selling thousands of products, obviously, you're going to have a larger keyword list, you might have a much larger keyword list. This is why e-commerce keyword research takes so much longer. 
but you're going to have to choose some priorities. The next thing that you're going to do, and by the way, this will make you glad that you've chosen a priority list, is you're going to Google each keyword. The reason for this is you need to categorize your keywords by their intent, okay? So let's say, for example, that in my uh, ninja flowers business where I'm selling black flowers, let's say that I've got a keyword in my keyword research thing, which is flowers gone black or something like that. Now, when I Google that term, I actually find that it's not really relevant to me at all because this is for people who have their flowers and they've overwatered them or something and they've gone black. Ask my wife, she can make any flower black by overwatering. I'm the flower savior in our house in case you haven't figured it out. Um, so I would have done my keyword research, I would have found that keyword. And then when I Google it, I realize actually the intent just isn't there for this term, this is not going to be a profitable one for me to target. So at that point, I would then cut it out. Okay, so you're going to do this reach of your keywords, just checking to make sure that they are actually relevant to your business. Now, whilst you're doing this, you're also going to do step number seven, which is categorize each of these keywords as either informational or commercial. That means you're going to have a look at the pages that are ranking to see whether it's information like guides, info, knowledge base, content type pages that are ranking, or if it's commercial, e-commerce products pages, e-commerce category pages, service pages, where something is actually being sold, there's a service being described, you need to categorize these as information or commercial, because when we're mapping these keywords, each of these keywords, we're going to map to a different page, we want to make sure we're mapping it to a page that is likely to rank. So for example, if Google decides that uh, a search term like quirky Mother's Day gifts is an informational page, I don't want to map that to my commercial Mother's Day gifts page, I might want to write a guide all about quirky Mother's Day gifts and try and rank that instead, because that's the sort of content that Google is already ranking. So step number six is to Google each of your keywords, cut out any which are not relevant or don't really match what your business is about after all. And step number seven is to categorize each of your keywords as informational or commercial. Okay, don't worry, we've only got two more steps. And actually, one of them is optional. So your base, you can see the finish line, right? You might be exhausted. You've just listened to a podcast about keyword research, but you can see the finish line. Step number eight is to add associated pages to each keyword. So when you're doing your keyword research, it's no good to say I just want to rank my website for all of these phrases, because actually websites don't rank, it's the pages on websites that rank. So what we want to do is we want to map a, a single page to every one of our keywords. That's not to say you won't have multiple pages ranking for some of your keywords, you probably will, but you want a priority page selected for each keyword. This is the page that you're going to put most attention into, you're going to make sure you've got enough copy, you're going to make sure the intent on that page matches the sort of pages that are ranking, you're going to build internal links to that page, you're going to build external links on other websites to that page. So you want an associated page for every keyword. And also the flip side of this, you don't want one page to have to rank for loads and loads of different variations and different types of keyword. Ideally, each page would either have one keyword or a small cluster of keywords that it will be trying to rank for. So let's say I've got my quirky Mother's Day gift page, I wouldn't want to rank that for something like traditional Mother's Day gifts and quirky Mother's Day gifts but I would be happy trying to rank it for quirky Mother's Day gifts and unusual Mother's Day gifts. 
because those are phrases that are quite close to each other. They're sort of in the same kind of cluster, if you like. So yeah, black roses, for example, if I wanted to rank that, I'd be trying to rank my black roses category page there. Black lilies would have its own separate page. I would not be trying to rank both of those on the same page, if this makes sense. Now, as you're going through your keyword research here and you're trying to add associated pages, you might find that you don't have pages for every single one of your keywords. This is good. The process is working. Make a note and add that to your to-do list. This is a fantastic discovery. It, you also might find that the only page that's relevant for a lot of your keywords is your home page. Also good. Map those keywords instead to a sub page and build a dedicated page to target those keywords. This is fantastic news. The keyword research process is working. So you're going to map each of your keywords to an associated page. That is step eight. Now step nine, which is an optional one, but it's one that we do, is set up tracking for your keywords in some sort of SEO tool. So like I say, I'm using SEMrush as an example here. You can get your free trial of SEMrush at thankyouninjas.com, which we had to negotiate with them to get you because there's no publicly available free trial. It's the tool that I use. And when we make these videos, it's really annoying to see someone use a tool in the video, which you can't actually use without paying for. So we're like, it's a good tool, but there's no free trial. SEMrush, can you do them a free trial? And they said yes. So thankyouninjas.com is a result of that hardcore negotiation. We tried to get them up to 45 days, but they said no. Um, anyway, so what you're going to do is you're going to set up SEMrush. You're going to open your account or, or what, if you're already using it, fantastic. You're going to create a project inside SEMrush and then you can upload all of your keywords in there. What this will do is this will show you your progress for each keyword over time. So you can map how you're doing with ranking against each of these keywords. Now you can monitor your, uh, your keyword ranking in Search Console, sort of, but you've kind of got to do it a bit manually. It's not the easiest thing to do in the world, whereas SEMrush is pretty easy. If I can do it, then anyone can do it. And that's it. That's your keyword research process. Nine steps to keyword glory. You can now sleep easier at night. The bird song in the morning will sound that little bit sweeter knowing that you're targeting profitable terms. They've got decent CPCs. You're going to be able to rank for them because they're not too difficult, but they're difficult enough to show that there's some commercial intent there. They've got enough search volume that you've projected how much traffic you can get and what sort of conversions you can get from that. You have reached keyword nirvana, but it's not finished. And by the way, we'd normally do keyword research every three months for a really competitive space or every six months or every year for something that's a bit less competitive. So obviously it depends on how much time you've got available, but I would stick something in the calendar to review your keyword research and your progress against the keywords that you're tracking at least every six months or every year if you're really super busy doing everything yourself. You're one of those chronically overworked marketing managers that's trying to do SEO, PPC, social, uh, CRM, and all this stuff all yourself. Fine. Uh, but six or 12 months is a good uh, sort of time to revisit this and just check that the keywords that you're targeting are absolutely as relevant as possible for your business. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, and you would love to work with Exposure Ninja or explore working with Exposure Ninja, because you think, ah, oh, Tim, screw this. This sounds like a huge amount of work. Well, that's fine. We have dedicated SEO ninjas that are beasts for keyword research. If you're interested in finding out what we would do for your website, then you can request a free website and marketing review from the team here. 
Just go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review, fill in a bit of info about your business and we'll do some background research. We'll find some of the phrases that you're already ranking for. We'll find what you could do to improve your visibility for those phrases. We'll also have a look at what your competitors are doing to rank and, and, and to generate leads and sales through their website. And we'll put all of our recommendations into a video which we'll send to you usually within two to three working days. This service is free and amazing. So go to ExposureNinja.com and click the button to request your free review. Until next time, see you soon.